everybody, welcome back to the Wondrous World. I'm Jasper, your guide on this journey through the amazing and often very surprising aspects of our world. Today we're heading north, way north, to the silent landscapes of the Arctic Circle. And up there, in the still cold night, we're going to see one of nature's most awe-inspiring displays. Imagine standing under the night sky, wrapped up against the chill, as ribbons of light start to weave across the heavens. Colors shift from faint green to a deep purple, then to a vibrant red in a dance that seems too beautiful to be real. But it is real, and it's captivating humanity for centuries. These are known as the Aurora Borealis, as you probably know, better known as, better known as the Northern Lights, a spectacle that fills the sky with an otherworldly glow, like a celestial symphony of light. Over the course of this episode, we'll delve into the science behind the natural wonder and also explore the impact it's had on cultures around the globe. So bundle up and get ready for a trip into the north, enchanting cold regions that have these wondrous lights. Welcome, my fellow wanderers, to the mesmerizing world of the Northern Lights. In the simplest terms, the Northern Lights, or Aurora Borealis, are a light show caused by the collisions between electrically charged particles from the sun and particles in the Earth's atmosphere. But let's break that down a bit, get a little more sciency with it, because it is a little more complex than just that. The story begins about 93 million miles away on the surface of the sun. There, intense heat generates explosions that hurl particles into space and streams of solar wind. Now, if Earth were naked to the cosmos, this would be devastating. But thankfully, our planet has a shield, the magnetosphere, which allows all of us and all of our pets to survive. So everybody thank the magnetosphere. This magnetic field around our planet catches most of these particles. As these particles collide with our atmosphere near the poles, where the magnetic field lines descend into the Earth, they encounter oxygen and nitrogen atoms. The energy from these collision excites these atoms, causing them to light up, much like a neon sign. But why the different colors? Well, that's down to the type of gas being hit and the altitude at which the collision happens. Oxygen, for example, gives off a greenish, yellow, or red light, while nitrogen emits blue or purplish red light. So when you're watching the aurora, you're seeing a real-time report of what's happening in space around our planet. The next time you see images of these shimmering curtains of lights, Remember, what you're actually witnessing is an intricate cosmic dance, an interplay between the sun, the earth, and our protective magnetic field. Is that more special than it seeming like lights from God? I don't know. It's pretty cool either way, though. Now that we've kind of dipped into the science behind the Northern Lights a little bit, Let's take a step back in time and explore how our ancestors interpreted this ethereal spectacle. As you can imagine, for ancient civilizations, the Northern Lights were wrapped in myth and mystique before 
they were able to figure out the actual science that we know from all our tools that we have in the modern world. Let's start with the intrepid Norsemen, the Vikings. For these seafaring warriors and explorers of Northern Europe, the Northern Lights had a special place in their rich tapestry of myths. In Norse mythology, these lights were seen as Bifrost Bridge, a glowing, pulsating arc that led those who died in battle to the glorious realm of Valhalla. Valhalla was like the Vikings version of heaven. Imagine being a Viking, standing under the open sky, watching these mystical lights flicker and dance. To them, it must have seemed as though the gods themselves were reaching down from Asgard, the celestial fortress, guiding the fallen brethren to the eternal glory and reward that awaited them in Valhalla. In a way, it's a reflection of human nature, our ability to weave narratives and find meaning in the natural world around us. The same lights we now know as interactions between solar particles and atmospheric gases were once viewed as a radiant road to the afterlife. Now let's journey eastward to the land of a thousand lakes, Finland. Finnish folklore has a rather whimsical interpretation of the Northern Lights. They called them Revontulat, which roughly translates to foxfires, which I am also much better at pronouncing. According to Finnish mythology, the lights were caused by a magical fox. As the story goes, this celestial fox would run so fast across the snow that its tail would strike the mountain, sending sparks flying into the sky. These sparks would then create the vibrant lights we see as the aurora borealis. Now, imagine a chilly Finnish winter night. The silence of the snow-covered landscape is punctuated only by the crackling of a nearby fire. Above, the sky is ablaze with colors. And in this moment, you could almost believe in the swift-footed firefox dashing through the snow, painting the sky with its radiant tail. These stories show how our human desire to understand our world can lead to captivating tales and legends. While we now understand the science behind the Northern Lights, these enchanting stories definitely add an extra layer of magic to this already breathtaking phenomenon. From the snowy landscapes of Finland, our journey takes us across the Atlantic to the rich and diverse cultures of indigenous indigenous America. Here too, the Northern Lights have played a significant role in storytelling and spiritual beliefs. The interpretation of Northern Lights varies widely across tribes and regions. For instance, the Inuit who lived in Alaska, believed that the lights were spirits of the animals they hunted, seals, salmon, and deer. They imagined these spirits were playing in the afterlife, forever free. On a more somber note, the Menominee tribe of Wisconsin envisioned these lights as giant celestial beings. Their spirits, known as the Menominee torches, were engaged in a struggle between good and evil. It's worth noting that not all of the tribes viewed Northern Lights positively. Some saw them as omens, signaling disease and death. The Point Barrow Inuit, for example, believed that the lights were the spirits of the dead, playing a game with a walrus skull. However, they also feared that any disrespect shown to the lights could bring down their wrath. 
These interpretations are a testament to the human imagination, our capacity to assign meaning, and our innate desire to understand the mysterious and the unknown. Despite the diversity of these stories, they all share a sense of awe and respect for this extraordinary celestial spectacle, leaving behind the varied landscapes of the indigenous America. We venture now to the final culture we'll investigate in this series, in this episode, in the Far East, where the interpretations of the Northern Lights take a decidedly more optimistic turn, which is always good. In Japan, the occurrence of Northern Lights, although rare, is considered a harbinger of good fortune. Seeing the Northern Lights, known as the Jap- known in Japanese as Aurora, is thought to bring a year filled with luck and prosperity. It is a delightful idea that the shimmering lights dancing in the night sky could bring luck to those who benefit them. Meanwhile, in China, where the Northern Lights are seen even less frequently, they are depicted in ancient legends as celestial battle between dragons and great power. These mystical creatures, one representing fire and the other representing water, are shown as clashing in the heavens, their radiant energy lighting up the night sky. Despite their rare appearance in these regions, the Northern Lights have had a profound impact on these cultures, inspiring awe, respect, and artistic expression. It's remarkable how this phenomenon has been woven into the tapestry of so many diverse societies, each adding their own unique interpretation to the narrative. As we've journeyed across the globe, it's clear to see that the Northern Lights are more than just a stunning natural spectacle. They are a source of inspiration, of myth and legend, and a reminder of our shared human fascination with the natural world. Today, chasing the Northern Lights has become a bucket list adventure for many. Countries located in the Aurora Zone have seen a significant boom in tourism thanks to large Thanks in large part to the Northern Lights. Norway, Iceland, Canada, Greenland, Finland, Sweden, and parts of Northern Russia are among these destinations. In Norway, for instance, the Northern Lights have become a significant driver of winter tourism. Tromso, known as the Paris of the North, is especially popular. Here you can join guided aurora chase, embark on a Northern Lights cruise, or even spend a night in a lavu, a traditional semi tent, sami tent, under the open sky. These experiences are often paired with other activities like snowmobiling, dog sledding, visiting ice hotels, or learning about the Sami culture. Tourism connected to the Northern Lights not only boosts the economy, it also fosters cultural exchange and understanding. But as with all things, there's a delicate balance to maintain. While Northern Lights brings tourism and brings many ve- and tourism brings many benefits, it also carries responsibility of ensuring sustainability and respecting local cultures so that we may preserve the pristine landscapes that make these experiences so unique. The Aurora Borealis, it's more than a light show. It's a cultural phenomenon, a scientific marvel, 
and a significant contributor to modern tourism. Whether you see it as a bridge to Valhalla, the dance of celestial dragons, or simply an unforgettable adventure, one thing's for sure, the Northern Lights are a true wonder of our wondrous world. If all this talk of Northern Lights have, has ignited your wanderlust, you might be wondering, where can I see this spectacular display for myself? Well, as I mentioned, there are places in the Arctic Circle, like Norway, Iceland, Canada, and Greenland. In particular, Tromsø in Norway is very popular to go to. Uh, Reykjavik in Iceland and Yellowknife in Canada are famed for their northern lights. For those willing to journey a bit further, Alaska also boasts some unforgettable experiences also, not to mention the remote Russian region of Murmansk. Although, <laughs> tourism to Russia is getting less um, <laughs> accessible, let's say. Just remember, the city, the key to the Northern Lights sighting is clear, dark skies away from city lights in the colder months are the best time. The one thing that's unfortunate about traveling to those places in the colder months since they're in the Arctic Circle, you'll be dealing with almost, if not, 24 hours of nighttime. There are also some festivals where communities celebrate the magic of Northern Lights that you may want to experience. The, the Reykjavik Winter Lights Festival in Iceland and the Yukon Sourdough Rendezvous in Canada are two notable examples. These festivals all offer a blend of cultural events, outdoor activities, and of course, opportunities to gaze up at the magnificent Aurora Borealis. So if you're craving an adventure like no other, maybe it's time to pack your warmest clothes, pick a destination and join the ranks of those lucky enough to witness the Northern Lights firsthand. Personally, it's on my bucket list. I think it would be absolutely otherworldly. I just can't even imagine what it looks like in real life. Anyways, that's all for today's episode. Thanks for joining in. Hope this journey left you a little more in awe of our wondrous world. And please tune in for the next one.